Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Morning of Men Sports Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on SoundCloud.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. I got a loaded show for you all today. So without any further delay, let's get started. Of extreme rules this past Sunday, it was a pretty good card matchups for the whole pay per view. Uh, honestly, I give the pay per view for Extreme Rules 2019 at least two ticks above average pay per view because the the cards were right in this certain scenario, but I feel like there should have been certain winners of this pay-per-view going into SummerSlam. And honestly, wait, just, well, I'm not going to go ahead and spoil it here. But, well, yeah, I'll just go ahead and spoil it. But honestly, the thing I really didn't like towards the end, of course, is the Brock Lesnar cash-in on Seth Rollins and winning the Universal title. So I'll get to that here later into this subject. So... Start off the pay-per-view, you got Undertaker and Roman Reigns getting the victory over Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in their no-holds-barred match. The match will go on for 17 minutes. Now, you're thinking, oh gosh, no, the, the really the whole thing started at 7 between that match and then ended at, you know, like 7.40. No, honestly, it didn't in my eyes because with the entrance music, the introduction to all the competitors and everything. I don't count that as the match itself. I count it bell to bell. As soon as like the bell instantaneously rings, that's when the match starts. And whenever it rings again at the end, that's when it ends. So the match technically started because I kept up with it on my phone and I rounded everything. I didn't keep up like a precise time. I just rounded. So, 718 through 735 was the time, and that equaled out to being 17 minutes for the entire match. I do like the win over here for Roman and Taker. Uh, The question is now, where is the Undertaker going? Is he just going to hide until WrestleMania season, or is he going to be involved some way, somehow, in other matches? Who knows? Um, Shane McMahon is probably going to be going on now with the feud between himself and KO at SummerSlam. Uh, Drew McIntyre, I really want him to compete for the Universal title at SummerSlam. Now, I am recording this uh, three hours before Monday Night Raw airs, so I do apologize for any inconvenience if that has happened or just anything else, so... Uh, Other than that, uh, the only person I am now concerned about is Roman Reigns. What's going to happen with him? Is he still going to not feud with Shane and Drew, but now feud with, like, say, the likes of Elias or 
I mean, what what's going to happen? So we'll just have to find out on Monday Night Raw. Or no, excuse me, actually SmackDown Live. Well, either one because of the wild card world, which is ridiculous. <clears throat> the Revival picks up the win over the Usos in the Raw Tag Team Championship match. The match will go on for 13 minutes. I do like this right here because the Revival needed this win. And, you know, at a somewhat popular event, which is, of course, Extreme Rules. But they need to lose it at SummerSlam to to probably the Usos again or uh, bring back AOP. That would be a great opportunity for the AOP to get back in the mix of being like the dominant tag team force in WWE. Next up would be Aleister Black pick up the win over Cesaro. This match would be going on for nine minutes. Aleister Black and Cesaro was very great. I will not say match of the night. Uh, quite frank, uh, there's really no match of the night. Honestly, if you want to consider probably the uh, triple tag team match, that's probably that's probably all it is. So anyway, so. Again, Aleister Black picks up the win over Zara in nine minutes. Nikki Cross and Alexa versus Bailey, with Bailey picking up the win for the SmackDown Women's title, retaining it in ten minutes. Uh, Alexa did not turn on Nikki, so this makes me wonder: Is Alexa actually going to be Nikki's best friend and not turn on her? It's it, it questions me because you know I because knowing Alexa Bliss you know she is the perfect heel for the the women's division so getting her to turn on Nikki Cross is somewhat still of a smart as well it's not a smart idea because you want her to win the championship and then turn on her best friend or you know make her lose the title and then turn on her best friend. So it wouldn't surprise me if she gets a, excuse me, if Alexa gets a title opportunity tonight on Monday Night Raw, which is the time of this recording. Next up is Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley with Braun Strowman picking up the win over Lashley in 18 minutes in their last man standing match. Uh, Lashley should have won this guys because Lashley was built to actually go over Braun in this matchup. I don't know why uh, Vince or whoever on the creative side of things decided to let Braun Strowman win this matchup, but Lashley should have won, and that should have started maybe like a feud between possibly him and Brock Lesnar. Or somebody, or, well, no, really, there's no more big guys on there on WWE. So, really, where does Strowman and Lashley go? Especially Lashley losing against Braun Strowman. Now, the match of the night, I honestly think, is the New Day versus the Planet Champions versus Heavy Machinery for the SmackDown Tag Titles in 14 minutes with the New Day winning. The the New Day, if I'm not mistaken, I think they are on number six of their tag team title reign. And I really don't see this coming off them anytime soon. I really don't. 
I really see this title coming off them no later than WrestleMania. Uh, that that's that's my honest and early prediction for the new day of dropping the tag team titles over on SmackDown. AJ versus Ricochet for the U.S. title with AJ picking up the win over Ricochet in 16 minutes. Guys, um, this right here would have to be the second best match of the night. Um, AJ is honestly now putting on the perfect role of a heel. And he is using the the club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, you know, very, or just so perfectly. And th- this is great for WWE, for AJ being heel with the club. So now it makes me wonder, are we going to get a th- third time match between AJ and Ricochet for the U.S. title at SummerSlam, where then it flip-flops back to Ricochet? So we'll have to wait and see on that, or AJ could face somebody new. Who knows? Kevin Owens picking up the win over Dolph Ziggler in the the shortest match of the night of 10 seconds. And honestly, KO just did a stunner on Ziggler and then boom, you know, cut a promo saying, shame it, man could kiss my ass. And then ah, just like that. Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE title. Excuse me. Um, Kofi is picking up the win here. I do not agree with this. I was expecting Samoa Joe to pick up the victory just simply because he is the perfect heel to go into SummerSlam to drop it to, to then Kofi Kingston again, where, or somebody else that would be deserve it. Like a, uh, Ali just, just throwing out examples. And, uh, that match, uh, I think I've said it right there. That was 10 minutes. And then finally your main event is Seth and Becky pick up the victory over Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in their Extreme Rules match. The match would go on for 19 minutes. So actually, uh, I know I just said that Braun Strowman and Lashley was the longest match. Actually, I do want to correct myself that Seth and Becky was the longest match of the night by one minute of 19 minutes total from bell to bell. And then after the matchup, Brock Lesnar comes in and cashes in on Seth Rollins to become your new Universal Champion. And guys, I just I kind of just disagree with this because what was the point of even putting the belt on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania? It was to get rid of Brock Lesnar and, and ship his, you know, you know what, back to UFC. But now he don't want nothing to do with them and they don't want nothing to do with him. So WWE's like, okay, well, we'll take it back with open arms and give you the money in the bank briefcase and let you cash in on Seth. I just don't like it. So uh, overall, the 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 entire pay per view, honestly, guys, like I said, was is two ticks above average. If if it wasn't for the Brock Lesnar cash in, I probably would have gave it, you know, at least. You know, going off percentage from zero to a hundred, I would say at least an eighty percent. But with the Brock Lesnar cash in, I give it really an honest seventy. You know, it's just right there from passing. And but again, if it wasn't for the Brock Lesnar cash in, I would give it at least an eighty. 
And if Samoa Joe would have won, I would have given it a 90. So, but other than that, the, the, the whole pay-per-view was good. I really did enjoy myself. I was intrigued on a lot of these matches. Like I said, again, with the AJ and Ricochet match and the triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown tag team titles. Shifting gears now, guys, to the Modern Warfare leak that has came out claims that the new Call of Duty League will use five modes and a new reverse capture the flag. With developers Infinity Ward still keep it silent on multiplayer side of things in Modern Warfare, players are still in the dark in terms of what to expect from COD's 2019 installment. From a competitive standpoint, MW Multiplayer will play an even larger role than previous titles, since COD Esports will be transitioning to a city-based franchise league for the first time in its history. Although there's little information currently available about the league, YouTuber The Gamer Revolution claims to have insider knowledge about which game modes will be in the official competitive rotation. According to newly leaked details, there will be game modes featured Hardpoint, Search and Destroy, Capture Flag, Domination, and Infection. While the other four modes have been in COD Esports, at one point or another, the only... the only one that will be a complete novelty is Infection, a brand new mode apparently coming to Modern Warfare. According to YouTuber, according to the YouTuber, excuse me, Infection will be essentially a reverse version of CTF in that players will be required to take their team's flag to the enemy base. So I can kind of see that right there. Um, and bringing in the regular CTF and then switching it up to... All right, now I'm going to take my flight to their base to score points. I really do see that, and I really do see that being competitive, just like capture the flag itself. So, but I don't want both of them in the same rotation. I want it either being the infection or the regular CTF. All right, guys. So now we're going into our last topic, and I'm actually recording this the day of again, so that way anybody that is not aware of the breaking news Grady Jarrett has signed a long-term deal with the Falcons um now and this is Adam Shedford on Twitter now that the Falcons have reached an agreement on a 68 million dollar deal with Grady Jarrett Atlanta is turning its attention to linebacker Deion Jones Falcons and Jones agent Drew I'm just, I'm not even going to say his last name, scheduled for a face-to-face negotiation in Atlanta on Wednesday for source another deal in works. Yes, you heard that right, guys. Atlanta's Grady Jarrett, the Falcons, has signed a $68 million deal. And honestly, if I'm not mistaken, he is two ticks down uh, from like the Aaron Donald money. And, uh, and, and I was surprised about whenever I heard this because whenever I saw 68 million, I was like, gosh, that's, that's a hometown discount right there. And, and, and I'm glad it's a hometown discount and other people are like, man, he could have got paid a lot more than what this is, but uh, you got to take it into consideration because 
He hasn't been to a Pro Bowl. He's only been to the Super Bowl once. Made, um, I think, four playoff appearances. Three at the most, if I'm not mistaken. And and he's still a great player, but I feel like we need to get more out of him to honestly had reached a, an even higher deal. If Now, if he was just like Aaron Donald, oh my God, yeah, I'd paid him $120 million. <laughs> but... It wasn't like that, and but again, I was surprised whenever I saw sixty-eight million, and if I'm not mistaken, I think that was forty-eight million guaranteed for Grady Jarrett. So again, uh, the I'm happy that he signed. I really am, and I know he's happy staying in Atlanta for four more years, and then after that, you know, we couldn't either negotiate a much even bigger deal or let him go. It just depends on what the Falcons want to do and expect this week right here, guys, to be the week where we sign really Deion Jones and Julio Jones. <laughs> that, that would be my guess right there is because again, from the tweet that I read from Adam, uh, Shefford on Twitter from the, uh, ESPN radio that, Deion Jones is meeting Wednesday with the Falcons face-to-face. And honestly, I could see that deal going into effect. And then really Saturday at the latest, maybe Sunday, is really pushing it. I honestly see Julio Jones being signed to a monster deal, being the highest paid wide receiver in the league. All right, but guys, that is all the time I have for today's Morgan Man Sports Podcast. I sure hope you did enjoy it. If you didn't, make sure to like button on SoundCloud.com, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you may be getting your podcasts from. Till then, guys, I come Morgan. We'll catch you all later.